Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. As we talk a little bit about University of Miami football with my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr. Don, good evening to you. Good evening, Joe, and I enjoyed seeing you at the the basketball game last night. I wish I'd have bought us a little bit uh, better luck, but it's uh, it was a, a great a great turnout by the students. That's for sure. And I think they all got into it, and they started to get a little basketball fever there on the campus of the University of Miami. It's always uh, always exciting, and I, I appreciate the good work you do with calling those hoops games. Well, it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, came up on the wrong end, but still a long way to go. Nine more games. It's a marathon, as Coach L likes to say. Recruiting is a marathon, and Miami got across the finish line in pretty good shape yesterday. You spent time with uh, Coach Cristobal. What are his thoughts, and what do you think about the recruiting class? Well, I I can tell you his thoughts are is that uh, the energy that he put in produced one heck of a one heck of an output, and I mean, when I, what I mean by that is, they they had a. I think they signed just a very very good class, Joe. And the thing that gets me, I hope people realize, this is just the very very beginning of what to expect. I mean, Miami's either a, a 14th class or 15th class in the country. That's coming after a, a coaching change, coming after you know some some un uncharted waters towards the end of the season and and uh, uh, opened up some opportunity for some negative recruiting and coach Cristobal comes in here and, and grabs this thing by the horns and and he and coach Mirabal uh, for the most part just attacked the recruiting trail and the thing that has impressed me that I hope people realize is that Miami got an outstanding football player from the state of Alabama. They got an outstanding football player from the state of Louisiana. They got players from Mississippi. They got players from from uh, South Carolina who were raised in South Carolina. They've got players that are in, in spots that normally Miami has not made uh, headway in on a consistent basis, and that just proves you how talented uh, Coach Cristobal is and how important his plan is to recruiting. I mean, we've got a, a big offensive lineman from, from right outside Jacksonville. I mean, that, that, that's Gator country or that's Georgia country. And Miami goes in there and grabs them. And, and believe me, that Alabama is, is scratching their head on how Miami went into to that state and pulled out a player that's going to be a significant part of the puzzle here for Miami. Well, you, you and I have talked about this for a long time. And uh, again, when it comes to putting a roster together, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. There's no, probably no right way, no perfect way. Everybody's going to have their own philosophy. And I have said to you for a long time, I like my roster, if I was in charge, which I'm not, just my own opinion, older and bigger. And uh, Miami has a chance to get a little bit older because of the portal and the way the rules are set up right now. But certainly, all I have to do is look at 
Matthew McCoy, six foot six, two hundred eighty pounds. That's just a start. Uh, Inez Cooper, six foot six, three hundred and forty pounds. Two offensive linemen that go along with um, the kid they brought in uh, from the transfer portal. He's uh, six foot three, three hundred pounds. A wide receiver. I could go through all these guys, but I'm not going to. My point is going to be this: Miami got bigger. They got bigger, Joe. They're going to be more athletic, and they're and they're going to be bigger and stronger with uh, Coach Feld and in, in the in the fourth quarter program that Coach Cristobal, you know, lives by. And I'm just uh, I'm excited with the increase in size. You know, even even take the running backs that they signed, Joe. I mean, he's he's a bigger kid. He's two eighteen, two twenty, coming out of high school, and 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 he's a track guy as well. So, I mean, that's important to note that he's not only has size, but he has speed. And the amount of time that the support staff, the recruiting support staff, spends on analyzing these players, it's, you know, it's almost like they're getting ready for an NFL draft and everybody's life depends on it because it really does. Life does, your college football life does depend on your recruiting. And I'm just very impressed with what was accomplished in less than two months and how they, how they have attacked it. And it's just absolutely only going to get better. And I and I I will say it's important that they did sign a quarterback in this class, and that's something I think you you've got to do really four out of five years probably, and make sure that happens. And they got the guy there that they wanted. He came from Georgia, so it's um it's very impressive. And I'm not the least bit shocked at the success that they've had because. That's Mario Cristobal. I mean, he, he's been noted since early in his career that he's one of the best, if not the best, recruiter in the nation. And I think it gives Hurricane fans a lot of confidence that that he goes toe to toe with everybody and anybody in the country, and he can win. You know, he's not going to take a back seat to, to the people in Alabama, or he's not going to take a back seat to the people in Georgia. He's not going to do it, and also prove to us that. When it came time to, you know, we could finally put it together for a defensive coordinator, Joey. It's, I don't know, is it as good as there, as good a guy as there is for this program uh, in the nation? Now, we'll get to uh, get to Kevin Steele here in a moment. Uh, yesterday, you mentioned a running back from Louisiana, Travante Citizen, 6'1", 215 pounds. Now that goes along with the guys that Miami already has here in Cheney and Cody Brown, and uh, Knighton, and Franklin, and then Parrish came through the through the transfer portal. I can't remember the last time Miami had five or six running backs at the same time. All of maybe different sizes and also maybe different skill sets. You might have a guy like Parrish who uh, you can use. I'm not saying use him on third down, but he's really fast. Uh, probably can use him in, in a variety of ways. We saw what Jalen Knighton can do. I think Don Chaney's got a chance to be a really good player, if he can stay healthy, really good player. We saw Franklin at the end of the year show his power. I always love guys that can close a game out in the final four minutes. And now we get now Miami gets uh, Citizen coming in from Louisiana, who also brings a, a really good skill set. Well, he, he does. And, you know, I, I mentioned his size and the fact uh, when I was talking to Coach Cristobal, he talked about where he can be placed on all different spots. They can put him yeah. out as receiver. They can, 
use him in a one backfield, a one set backfield. They can use him as as a power guy. He can he can slip in there beside the tight end, and but he but he's got speed and he's got size, and and those are two things that you have to have. Which Miami really because of Don Chaney getting hurt. Miami, for the most part, didn't have any experienced guys last year with size. And when it comes down to the end of the season, you know, I think it was uh, Knighton who had, and you'll remember, Joe, he had 30-some-odd-plus carries around the Georgia Tech game, and, 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 he, and he just couldn't do it again and again and again. So I, I think you need, uh, you know, a room full of backs that can be productive, and you need a bunch of guys that can do different things. But it's, you have to have balance on offense, but – you can tell by the size of these offensive linemen that Miami's bringing in. You can tell by the size of this running back that when they have to, they are going to be able to run the football at some point. When it comes time, whether it's four minutes, uh, you know, that, that you got to run the game out, or, or you've got to just – the passing game's not working, you can tell that they are, they're building a physical football team. Uh, Knighton, by the way, uh, what you are referring to, you ran the ball 32 times against Georgia Tech for 162 yards. He ended up with 11 touchdowns this past season and 105 all-purpose yards per game. And there, So uh, there's a lot to work with uh, in terms of him and around him. That should be very exciting. The backfield should be very exciting for the University of Miami. They went to work on the trenches. Uh, McCoy, big kid at six foot six. Cooper, six foot six. I feel like I'm seeing a profile here. Logan Sagapulo coming in as a grad, tra- not as a grad, as a, uh, a portal transfer, six foot three. So, and then we're going to get to um, Moten in a moment. But I see offensive linemen that all are, are towering prospects. Well, you, you know that that happens when when you have a head coach that played that position and played it well. It happens when you have um, Coach Alex Mirabal, who is a, believes in, in a physical, high-intensity intent, high uh, offensive line where, where these guys train hard, they understand what's going to be expected of them. And it's also, you and I saw it firsthand when we played, uh, Miami played Alabama in week one. And that offensive line that they presented uh, out on the field that day was certainly an impressive bunch. And they were all fit a certain size. There was nobody that was undersized. There was nobody that took a seat, uh, a back seat to, to anybody physically. They all fit that, that, that mold that Coach Saban wanted them to fit. And, and that's what, you know, where Coach Cristobal learned that from. You know, it, it doesn't matter if it's an offensive line or if it's, or if it's a corner. They're going to be the right size. Well, I always go back to <laughs> our good friend, the captain, Curtis Stevenson, when, when Miami was getting ready to play Notre Dame in Chicago. I think that was 2012, and you and I sat there, and Curtis looked at us when Notre Dame came on the field and said, we just lost the uh, weigh-in. <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna tell you what we won't be long we're gonna have a bunch of guys that we're gonna let off the bus first it won't uh, be long we have not had a chance to mention that uh miami also 
during this recruiting period, signed uh, an edge rusher, Cyrus Moss, at six foot six. We did talk about Nigella Kelly from Dillard, but we haven't had much of a chance to talk about Moss or Skinner. Skinner, a tight end, he's six foot five. Yeah, and the thing about him is, I think he's he's a better athlete than than most people down here are going to realize, and, and and he's. And he's a football player. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, not the biggest thing, but one of the, the things that Coach Cristobal will bring is that he's going he's gonna to look at the size and he's going to look at the 40 time and he's going to look at, at, at how these guys have produced, but he wants football players. And I think that that's an important aspect that, that gets lost throughout college football. And I, you even see it happen in the National Football League where – they, they, they get caught up in the draft of, you know, the measurables. Well, this guy's this size and he's this big and he's this fast. It has to work. That's not really the case. It doesn't have to work. And, and you got to find the guys that can play. And that's why, you know, you see, you know, two-star guys or one-star guys or three-star guys go on and have great college careers. And some of them move on and, and go to the National Football League. And that's why you see these free agents – uh, get a chance in the league and, and end up playing for you know five, six, seven, ten years because they're, they're, they have something about them that makes them a great football player. And I think that that's, that's something Coach Cristobal has a very good eye for. To uh, reiterate what Don said earlier, Miami, seven players from the state of Florida, two from Georgia, one from Alabama, one from Louisiana, one from Mississippi, one from Nevada, and one from Tennessee. Kevin Seale is the new defensive coordinator, has a great background, uh, worked with the Dolphins, worked with Alabama, worked at Auburn, worked at Florida State, head coach at Baylor, uh, 63 years old, uh, has seen about every kind of offense imaginable, probably has employed about every kind of defense imaginable. I'm not sure uh, how he's going to line them up, Don. I would imagine it'll be some uh, variation. The, the answer will be multiple. Uh, because that's where we are in, college, in in football really today. But ultimately, if, if you're going to win and win big, uh, you have to have a great quarterback and you have to have a great front seven. Yeah, and, and, and I like I – like, I really like the fact, Joe, that, um, that Coach Steele is so experienced. He's been in different conferences. He's, you know, coach for Coach Bowden. He's coach for Coach Saban. He's, he's – been around a lot of very, very smart people. I appreciate the fact that he was a head coach. I think that's going to be a big help uh, to coach uh, Cristobal. I think that that's going to make, you know, help him uh, understand things. There's a, a um, an experience level, especially for a guy that's been in the National Football League, it's such an advantage. I, even everybody says, well, it's a different game. Yeah, not, not, not always. I like a guy that's been in the National Football League that has had to to stop all pros. Has <laughs> had to come up with an answer on how to defend a Tom Brady. How do you how do you defend you know a Troy Aikman? How do you defend uh, a McCombs? How do you do these things? And and they've had to study it and they and they're around it. And I think the payoff is huge when you have somebody that's got NFL experience, which he has. And then you've been in other conferences and you've over, over a long period of time, you have seen things develop and you've had to come up with answers 
And that makes a big difference to me is is a guy that's got that kind of experience and he's seen so much that when something's thrown at him new, he can go back and say, well, you know what? I I don't know if it was uh, 89 or, or 99, but we had to stop something like this and here's how we did it. Kevin Steele, um, his stops have been uh, Nebraska, Carolina Panthers, Baylor, Florida State, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Auburn. He is. Uh, I remember we talked with him. Josh and I talked with him in Tallahassee, and we heard a lot of stories about Nick Saban, uh, how those two guys would spend a lot of time, I guess, chalking things up. Uh, so I imagine he's going to have an attacking, creative defense. Probably was known as a four-three guy, but uh, I'm not quite sure how he's going to line him up. Well, I think a lot of that. Everybody kind of gets caught up in. Well, what's he run? Is he an yeah. guy? I don't think anybody stays in one formation. I mean, in one defensive set, uh, the same through a whole game anymore. And you're gonna. It also depends weekly on what you what you're going to be faced with as far as the offense goes. So I, that, that's the least of the conversation in my mind. Again, I'm going to go back to a very experienced man who's been at a high level, who is, was good enough as a coordinator to earn himself an opportunity to be a head coach and has been to multiple conferences and is going to bring a, a, a level of wisdom and experience to this, this, um, this football team that they need. And I like the fact that he's been able to see so many different offenses throughout his career because all of it is is just a little different version than something else. And he's going to have those answers, and I think that's important. Yep. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having a chance to talk with him again. So Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator of the University of Miami, uh, let's jump to the schedule for a moment. Uh, that was announced on Monday. Uh, so I always like to look at the schedule. Miami will open the season with Bethune-Cookman on September 3rd. Southern Miss comes here on September the 10th. And then Miami goes to Texas A&M. Now, you and I have been out there once, at least once. And uh, so that'll be, that'll be some kind of trip. They Texas A&M, uh, number one ranked recruiting class. Jimbo has done a lot of work there. I think he lost his quarterback in the portal. I think he went to, uh, I think he lost his quarterback and he went to Auburn. <laughs> That's where college football is today. At any rate, week three, Miami goes to Texas A&M. Well, <laughs> all the eyes of not only Texas but all the eyes of America will be on that game. I mean, that's going to be a prime timer, I'm sure. Um, I don't know what A&M's schedule is, but I'm, I'm sure it's uh, going to put them in a position. Look, if they're not undefeated uh, going into that game, everybody in that town is going to be disappointed. Uh, or every, every Aggie in America is going to be disappointed. Uh, I, I think that that's going to be a, it's a great place to play. I mean, it's, as you mentioned, you and I have been there, and we've got a chance to experience. I'm looking forward to going back. But it's a test, and I think it comes at a good time. And Miami's going to have an opportunity to to have played it in a couple games to to kind of get this staff uh, some game time experience together and get these guys, these players, have everything sorted out. Because you know you go to A and M, and then 
I think it's uh, either one week or two weeks after that. You got the, you got the off week, and then you start the ACC, and and you go right to North Carolina, which Miami owes a little bit uh, to the Tar Heels. They have uh, that's something that Miami's got to fix this year. They got to fix not being able to beat North Carolina. Uh, yeah, that's going to be October the eighth. Miami really has a chance to take command of the Coastal Division right from the get-go because they play Carolina, Virginia Tech, Duke, and Virginia the first month of conference play before Florida State. Uh, by the way, I guess I finally uh, pounded my feet and or stopped my feet and pounded my fist long enough and loud enough, right? No Thursday games and no Friday games. Thank goodness. Now if you can get them to just not give us any night games on the road, I'd be a happy camper with you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, uh, but unfortunately, no, I, road night games usually mean you have a good team. Yeah, that's true. And I, and, and we're going to need a darn good team when we get to the month of November. Uh, that that, uh, that certainly is uh, – it, it, it ends pretty challenging for the University of yeah. Miami. Uh, Florida State at home at Georgia Tech – at Clemson, home against Pittsburgh. So, can take command early, but they are going to have to finish very strong. Yeah, and you know what? You want to be playing your best football then as well. Um, you know, this, this again, is uh, something that Coach Cristobal, why he, why he expects his strength and conditioning program to, to get him through tough Novembers. And that uh, is something that he he stresses. And these young men are, are, are working very, very hard right now. And what they do right now, you know, between now and September is going to be, or through August, I should say, is going to determine how they're going to play in November. So if they're putting in the, the hours and the time and the work ethic right now, it'll pay off and we won't have to, we won't have to worry about that. Home for Thanksgiving. I'll be grateful for that. Uh, finish with Clemson and Pittsburgh. It's a good recruiting class. Next up will be spring football. Uh, there is a, a date for the spring game. Uh, the spring game uh, was announced the other night on television. So that's going to be April the 16th at a location, I believe, uh, to be determined. And uh, so this is what we have. Football uh, becomes uh, all year long. Recruiting for 2022 is over. They dig in for 2023 and get ready for spring football. We are going to hear your conversation with Mario Cristobal here in just a couple of minutes. So uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll hear from Mario when we come back. Okay, Joseph, enjoy your evening, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Don Bailey Jr. with us. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Buick GMC. And if you have not seen some of the new GMCs at Williamson, well, let me tell you what you've been missing. You can choose from the GMC Yukon, which has been coined as the boldest, most impressive Yukon ever. Or how about the GMC Sierra? That has been made up of top-level engineering and capability, which is the new rule for the Sierra. Or there is the 2022 GMC Canyon with its powerful and innovative features that are engineered and built for all of your adventures to come. Everybody wants an adventure. And 2022 might be the year of, of adventure. And if it is, check out the Canyon at Williamson Buick GMC. Don't wait any longer. We are already in February. Time is flying. Uh, you can visit their state-of-the-art facility First, you can go online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com or in person, and I'm sure you will see Ed Williamson 
and his lovely wife, Carol, at their state-of-the-art facility, easy to find. It is located US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway, Williamson Buick GMC, your premier luxury dealership, Williamson is Miami. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.